Recording now. See if anyone's new here today. Mm, I don't think so. No. Oh, no. there's Gary C. Gary, how are you? All right, good. Sue, everyone here. Right. Well, start in a minute or so. Are you recording now? Yeah. Okay. Well, welcome everyone. Nice to see everybody. It's a beautiful uh, Wednesday evening in Northern California. If you don't like the chimes, let me know. It would be nice to add a flute. A flute? Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll get that next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a shakuhachi flute playing. Is your original sound on? My original sound? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Hold on. Okay. Oh, yeah. It says disable original sound. Do you want me to disable it? Mm, I don't think so. That's, that's okay. I can get closer to. Okay. It doesn't matter if you hear it or not. Something happens. So just, yeah. Yeah. You're, the best way is if you're the last one to know. <clears throat> Tell you the truth. <laughs> Maybe we should close the thing. Should I? All right. Yeah, let me close it a little. Close it. Is it better now? Yeah, yeah, you're good now. Now, if I had a vote, I'd much rather hear the chimes than Paul Hedeman. So, all right, well, you get Paul Hedeman. So, yeah, the whole message is something that I ran into. I assumed a lot. Let's not say I did, but there was a, a lot of assumptions that had erected a starting point that was a little bit late in time, so to speak. Yes. So I sort of started after certain shit had happened, which was the mental claiming of the living of life. And then uh, I got the replacement and interpretation of it. So I lived from there unknowingly. And a lot of stuff was produced from there. In recovery, we talk about a, a sort of irritability, restlessness, discontent. In Buddhism, that would be dukkha. It's sort of like a, su a suffering, but it's a vague malaise. There's something going on. Uh, and it's really, we try to come up with rationale and stories why, but really it comes from before we start, yeah? Not where we are which is before, but before we start. Yeah. So Paul Hederman is a performance in a way. The backstage shit happens in a second or two, and then Paul appears with a, a story to tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't know where, which way shit's happening, just but believes with certainty. <laughs> just unbelievable has an incredible streak of I don't know, but believes with certainty a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so of course, I felt like I've always started there. So I, I figured that was the point. Yeah. 
And so all my journeys or all the efforts and all desires and aversions, versions would contract into that, desires would extend from that, yes? All these movements were caught before. They never arrived at where I actually was, yeah? They were like bubbles blown up in time, yeah? And I just assumed I started school from there. I did a lot of things. I started using drugs from there. I started feeling the need that nothing was going to work. It has to be an inside job. So then I was moved to try some spirituality. Yet, unbeknownst to me, the dilemma was not after, really, though it looked like it quite a lot. Yeah. The dilemma was before. Yeah. <laughs> before I knew it, there was a certain condition. Yeah that I lived from, that was manufactured. Yeah? And when that was revealed, it explained everything. There was a weird book once, uh, it's still out there, I think, where it's Lord Buddha explains, to, explains everything. <laughs> That's basically the statement. He explains everything. He explains time. It's in, it's in uh, the Hinayana, like the Theravadin, the Buddhism from like uh, Sri, uh, Sri Lanka, Thailand, stuff like that. But it was Lord Buddha explains the universe, explains everything. <laughs> and he talks about mind is rotating, that's big mind is rotating at a, such a speed, yes? And then everything in a way in the dreaming, the, the, the velocity gets, uh, slow down you know that's how things appear really so mind is moving at at such a quick rate nothing is there to be seen there's just seeing and then when mind slows down in the dreaming there's suddenly appearances occur yeah so he goes into this whole thing it's really really cool about the mind's uh rotation is unbelievably quick the big mind big mind yes so that's what's before that's what we are yeah and then suddenly there's something happens where time gets introduced and that speed slows down yeah and then we live from there so we start out from a point of manufacturing and then we give a lot of meaning from that manufactured paul to everything else that we run into yes so where the activity of dreaming and basically the dreaming and the meaning that it has is based on where we start from really <laughs> so if there's if it's starting from an interpretation there you go yeah. name and form take the place, <coughs> take the place of the the energetic space that even hasn't appeared yet yeah so we give name and form to things and then those things tend to have effects on us yeah but this is all the idea of dreaming so i went into buddhism from that point i went into drug use at that point i went into recovery at that point suddenly i heard the message of non-duality and i saw that point yeah i saw the point that i had looked from most of my cognizant life yes when I was a kid, probably because I had no interest in getting out of anything because I was there. But as soon as there seemed to be a starting point that got moved, things came along with that, which was that irritability, restlessness, looking, looking, yes, 
hoping something could fulfill what was lacking. And it was all basically because there was a switcheroo from living to an interpretation. Yeah. And I'm not having, I am the interpretation. Yeah. Paul is the interpretive event. Yeah. So when I was introduced to non-duality, it, it told me all about that which appeared later. And I got an intimation of I am, I am that which is before. Yes. It gave me the understandings that brought into stark contrast the misunderstandings that were made that made that starting point that I launched everything seemingly from. Yes. From the other point, there was no need for a freaking journey. Yeah. Because from the other point, before you arrive at the other shore, you don't have to wait on having never left. You know that already. Yeah. There's a knowing of that already. I don't mean knowing it intellectually. I mean knowing it. You know you've never left that which is before. And of course, it isn't before. I'm using it to describe a difference between that which comes after in time. Yeah. So that non-duality spoke from there to me. Yeah. So when I came up with some translations of the effect of non-duality, it was like the unspoken yes. Yeah knowledge before knowledge yeah the last answer nothing else had ever been called that in my life nothing yeah i had vowed something was the last answer but i had a strong suspicion it wasn't in this case i was thoroughly convinced just by hearing satsai and then having that hearing not turn into the hearer but having an understanding of the mental state presenting the hero, yeah? I never turned into the hero. I just assumed I was, yeah? That assumption was brought into light and it was erroneous and I was convinced. Now, was the system convinced? No, the system still believes exactly how it's turning out its interpretation is the interpretation. Yeah, it's it. But you're not of that. Yeah. So you can cohabitate the space that the head would like to fill with an interpretation as the living presence of that space. Yeah. One doesn't have to be shooed out. Yeah. For the other to be so. Because something that's not of time does not get filled with time. Yeah. All the time does not fill timelessness. Yeah. It's a whole different, like, metric to inches. It's a completely different thing or no thing, yeah? So we are of that. This is what Ramana says, and this is what the cryptic little statements of non-duality imply. The seeker and the sort isn't what's happening. The seeker is the sort, yeah? What's looking is what you uh, get, wait for it wait for it is what you are looking for wait a minute this doesn't look like i what i was looking for it seems fucking empty has no qualities i can't experience it i can't have it i can't charge other people to get a piece of it none of this yes i can't what am i going to do with this it's nothing yeah so what's looking is what you're looking for 
being ourselves reality. I didn't say that. Ramana said it. Ramana Maharshi. The godfather of non-duality as we know it. Yeah? Being ourselves reality. It doesn't say you were once and then you did something really stupid and separated from it. Yeah? It doesn't say, oh, you're not it now, but you're going to be if you do this and this and this and this. No, it says being, being ourselves reality. Yeah? Then what? The greatest mystery is reality, us wanting to attain reality. If you hear the greatest mystery is reality, wanting to attain reality without the preface, what the hell? You know what I mean? But the preface is being ourselves reality. So in this way, what you used to say, Paul wanting to attain reality, you suddenly see Paul as reality wanting to attain reality. It changes the whole story, seriously. Yes, I mean, really, it's the quickest deflation of a filled up balloon. Man. It's just, it just, it just, <laughs> yeah, basically, I mean, uh, what is the doer going to do? It's going to sit there, left with its own devices, and then there's an aspect of what you are is going to see they're not your devices. Yes. So you won't be reaching for the stars with like a claw in those little amusement park things. Yeah. With your feeble understanding that's completely framed in a dualistic uh, interpretation. You realize I can't embrace nothing with this. I can't. I can't get it. I can't acquire it. I can't capture it. I can't lose it. Yeah. It's out of my reach because it's not there. It's not available to me, yet always available as me. Yeah. But it's not available to me but always available as me. <laughs> you don't get starved in this process. What, you're not get starved. Starved, Jack can understand me when I say starved. I, may, I better exp uh, spell it out. S-T-A-R-V-E-D, starved, starved. <laughs> a poor person that came to these talks for years thought every time I said the seeker is the sort that I said the sword, you know, and he finally met me and he goes, I've never understood that statement of yours. And I said, which one is it? He says, the seeker is the sword. I said, that's not it. It's the sort. <laughs> so I started to realize I got to spell them because of the accent, you know. So flaw, everyone's thinking I'm saying F-L-A-W when I'm meaning F-L-O-O-R. And it changes the meaning, just like the old story, celibate and celebrate. Yeah. One little letter changes everything. <laughs> so it's the seeker is the sort. Yeah. And then what do you think would be the next phase? If the seeker is the sort, what's going to happen to seeking? <laughs> its stock is going to go down precipitously. 
there'll be a crash, <laughs> a stock market crash. <laughs> uh, we've got bad news in the spiritual realm. There's been a huge crash in the spiritual stock market. Seeking has gone down across the board. What the hell's happening? Everyone's stopping to seek. What? All, the only reason we can thrive as a business is for seeking to be there. What book can I feed them if they're not looking for it? <laughs> Bad for business. Yes. <laughs> seeking hurt, sought. Yeah. So, so when I see that commercial with the car and somehow bonded to an idea of a beautiful lady is going to come with the car. <laughs> what that's playing on is a sense of discontentment, irritability, restlessness, and dissatisfaction. And your incredible immunity to all advertisements is satisfaction and contentment. <laughs> because that's what they're trying to allude to, but they can't sell the product because they don't got any of the product. <laughs> they got cars and they got girls that will model with the car, but they don't got the product they're selling. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. I know I'm on a round the world trip. I know I don't have a house. I know I don't have a F L O O R. Therefore, I have no interest in buying an Oriental rug. Yeah. Now, if you heard, I have no interest in buying an oriental rug. What a Herculean task that Paul has performed to arrive at having no interest in an oriental rug. You've got to hear the, what comes before. Yeah, I don't have a house. I don't have a floor. I'm in India going to Thailand. I have a backpack. How the hell am I going to buy an oriental rug? Yeah, it's not virtue. It's pragmatism. Yes. I'm not fighting temptation and shit like that. Things have been seen clearly. This, that's it. Yeah. I can't get out of an imaginary place. I can't. Yeah. So that's over. <laughs> yeah. I can keep using myself to find myself, but I've seen that to be futile. Yeah. So I've sat with it. The little mountain, you know, the, the house of cards collapsed, it got reshuffled and then put up again. Yeah. But now it has a lot of windows with a lot of escape hatches with a big skylight. Yes. No dungeon in the cellar. Yeah. You're a free range alcoholic, so to speak, or a free range character. When you walk into that house of cards, the doors don't lock and the windows close. And now you're, you know, no, you walk out of it just like you walked in it. Yeah. <laughs> no harm, no harm. Harm. Not an exotic form of ham. Harm. H-A-R-M. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, people have been with, been here, you know, I hope you've gotten, the only movement you're really left with is negating that which needs to make a move. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to end there. You only have two cards to play. 
it's negation or uh, uh, you only have one card to play negation <laughs> that's it because you are what you're looking for you are yeah <laughs> Hallelujah, really. What happens is, what gets dropped is all the way you, the you you're not, thinks that you, the you that are, should look like. <laughs> how it should behave, how it should look at like, what it does, what it doesn't do. Yes? Oh, you know, it should be have some superpowers. Teleportation, at least. Twisting time to its own benefit so it never misses a show that it likes. Yes. No. There's just a release or a, a loss of interest in all those drives and desires to arrive at where you already are. Yeah. To get what you already got. Yeah. To acquire what is always available at all times. Yeah. It's beautiful, really. I'm successful when I look for shit now because I can buy them or see them. A pair of pants, yeah? As long as I don't go to the library and I go to a clothes store, I'm going to come out with a pair of pants. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. But, yeah. So I'm hoping... You know, this repetition, I feel, is helpful in time, yes? And, you know, after you wear a cup, the, you know, the glasses a lot, they basically seemingly correct your vision, so to speak. So you, you don't have to wear the non-dual glasses. You just wear them until you see enough, yeah? Yeah? And once the misunderstandings start to fall, the ones that remain are seen to be misunderstandings, yes? Yeah? They don't have to go anywhere. They'll be put to great use, or they'll bring about a lot of comedy, comedy routines, yeah? A lot of stuff. So, yeah. I'm happy to be here. Nice to see you new and everyone. Um, this whole thing pivots on a loss of interest in that which you're not, and that which you're not can't do that. That which you're not cannot lose interest in that which you're not. That would be interest in that which you're not. Yeah, you can't get out of it. So it's not a getting out of it. It's a recognition. That's all it is. Recognition begets more recognition. And these cryptic sayings, you know, they play the role of a stop sign in a way. And so that, that which is constantly agitated and moving stops, yeah? And when it stops, you still are there. You continue, yeah? You are that space, that speed and movement happens in, yeah? Yeah. So a little bit of that goes a long way in this experience, this event. It allows you to travel lighter, really, yeah? Something that seemed to escape most of us. We, we may travel lighter in very controlled situations, but it usually doesn't translate into living daily, yeah? This does, yeah? It has, anyway. So, 
And one of the signs of it is you're not looking for anything to allow you to travel lighter. <laughs> because you're traveling lighter. <laughs> I'm not even into the traveling lighter business. <laughs> I'm just traveling lighter. <laughs> How do you get there, Paul? Well, I haven't, so thank God. It's available to you, too. Yeah. But not as you. Yeah, that's the good news. If it was available to you, it would have to become unavailable. Yes? You know that, right? Duality has a certain spring effect. If you achieve something, you believe you can lose it. It's just that simple. If you feel like you arrived, you feel like you could depart. Yeah. None of this has any stability in it. Yes. Yeah. This cuts that all off. Yeah. It does. It cuts it off. You can't off. You can't cut one without the other. This cuts the whole thing off. Yeah. It. You're not in that which you're trying to get out of. So it cuts the in and the out. Yeah. Yeah. It makes the in seem ludicrous. Then that makes all the attempts to get out seem even more ludicrous. <laughs> it does. It seems ludicrous. <laughs> and then you're wanting to get out of it seems more ludicrous. So there you go. Thank you. Anyone want to say anything today? I'll, if Jack wants to talk, I'll translate every. I'll translate Jack's language to everyone else. Jocks don't swim in schools is the first thing to know. Okay. <laughs> first thing they tell you when you get in the New England area: sharks don't swim in schools. I know that, brother. Yeah. Did you hear me? Shocks. Don't swim in school. Samskara. Samskara. Skara. Shocks don't park cars either. They don't park cars. No. If you see a shark driving a car, get out of the way. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyone else? Anyone want to ask? Say anything? Come on. In an accent? No, no accent. <laughs> There's enough accents here. They got the Oz. It was so lovely. Uh, David's friend. The first thing she said, you could hear it. it was like, it was like, it was dense Aussie, dense Aussie. Uh, it's like it was uh, full of heaps and I reckon and all that stuff <laughs> even uh, <laughs> a fair dinkum in there <laughs> put a little fair dinkum uh, there you go <laughs> we, we got Lu Lucas Pollard with his hand up <laughs> alright let's come back okay hold on nice attempt to uh accent my name there uh hey paul lucas here 
Uh, first off, I just wanted to say I was, I think like a week ago or something, you made a statement that has, it still cracks me up from the deep inside out. And it was the whole, uh, I'll throw the baby in the well. It still rings my bell every time I think about it, because it shows me very plainly on how fictitious that the whole thing is. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to share an experience with you. I was restless in bed the other evening and I could not find comfort. I was just rolling around hot, cold, one leg out, two legs out. Oh, just could not get comfortable for like 45 minutes. And I, it was so irritating. I kind of like projected myself above I just saw myself differently and was like what are you doing and the quick immediate response was I'm just trying to get you comfortable and whatever I didn't even think much about it until a couple of days later it dawned on me like why was I trying to get comfortable and it really sunk in that the the whole thing was I couldn't be comfortable I just couldn't be comfortable in order to be comfortable, I first had to be uncomfortable. And that was the thing. I kept getting stuck in this uncomfortable place, thinking that I had to first be uncomfortable in order to become comfortable. Be comfortable couldn't just happen. And it was, uh, it was like you said, traveling lighter. That was a, a nice shed because it kind of umbrellaed a whole series of different um perspectives on on how i see things you know so that was that was an interesting experience the thing with the baby and throw the baby in the well the head assume presents it as if you've already thrown the baby in the well it's not an act that you can stop it's an act that you have to have like a mea culpa about or deny the shame or this and that because it the selfing is the same thing when the selfing implies this idea of being a self it says you already are one yeah it doesn't give you any wiggle room it says you already are one yeah so so you know you could stop throwing the baby in the well if you got hey i'm throwing the baby in the well but the heads proclaims you've already done it <laughs> so now you got to cover it up or fucking surrender yourself to the authorities whatever you know what i mean so it it uses the past in a very unique way, which is it it masks an activity that never culminates into the product and says it's the product that's doing that activity. So self is selfing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Yeah. If you see its origins, you'll see. You'll see it's manufacturing. Yeah. You'll see that if you turn it over, it's made in Upall, not Paul, Upall. Yeah. Just like the same shit's made in a Sherry or made in a Judith. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the same product line. And that it's like an autograph model. <laughs> uh, so yes. Thanks, Lucas. Nice to see you. Nice to hear you anyway. Can't see you. All right. Anyone else? Is yes, Michelle yes. new? Have I seen Michelle before? No? How are you doing, Michelle? 
Okay, I thought I was going to sneak in there, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, I've never, I've listened to a lot of your stuff, and uh, yeah, I've never attended, actually, a Zoom meeting, so yeah. Oh, great. Well, welcome. Yeah. Nice, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. Yes. Hopefully. Okay. I'm, much, I'm much taller in Zoom than I am in real life. Hmm. So how yeah. tall are you? <laughs> oh, I'm just joking. Six two. Okay. That's yes. tall enough. Yeah. I grew I grew th three quarters of an inch in my older age. It's amazing. Mm. I was six one my whole life, and now I'm six two. I don't know what happened. Mm. Not my whole life, you know. I grew into six one. Somewhere I gained an inch. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm an inch, one inch closer to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be, I'm on the West Coast. Also, I'm in Oregon, though. So, uh, but, um, yeah, I'm going to have to get down there to see you sometime. It would be fun. Yeah, please. Yeah, it would be nice. We're, we're doing lives on Saturday. So, yeah. Nice yeah. Nice. All right. Well, I'm happy to meet you, Michelle. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. Hey, Michelle. And Paul, it's the, the rest of the world got an inch shorter. Oh, yes, that's right. Um, and the David, David Stradwick Square has a hand up. All right, David. Hey, everyone. I'm short. <laughs> yeah, I, I like all these things. I'm glad um, Dave yeah, brought me into this to uh, see everything and listen to you, Paul, as well as Grouse. But I've been... I'm being a bit of a funny bugger all week saying to you, Dave, what was that asparagus thing he called me? <laughs> but it was, it was, what did he say corrected me? It was um, apparition. apparition, yeah. Yeah, not asparagus, no. <laughs> I can call him asparagus. No. No. I only call the worst of people asparagus. <laughs> I haven't reached that level yet. <laughs> yeah. no, that's awesome no what what is that because that interested me like and i said that's pretty and then dave sort of gave me his thing on it which was like i, I, I like, heard it as you said apparition class yeah the apparition what do you like what do you mean by that what did you say? i didn't hear that what did he, what happened when, when you said uh goodbye everyone last week and you saw steph you said oh and there's david and the apparition next to him oh, oh, I think apparition? That, because i didn't know yeah. i didn't remember your name oh yeah that, but i like that word apparition is a, a, an appearance oh. yeah, a sudden appearance Oh. An apparition. I think it is. Yes. Anyone knows the dictionary? I think so. Is it an apparition, an appearance? Yeah. 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 So. You were a sudden appearance. I was used to seeing David in his, you know, I didn't know there were double rooms at the asylum. So I was wondering <laughs> how, how I am uh, the asylum <laughs> yeah, you, uh, appeared like an apparition. Yeah. yeah. I'm used to just seeing Dave and the space, and then you showed up. Yeah. You, filled, you did a very good job filling the space. Oh, <laughs> thank you. That's nice. Uh, you're thank welcome. You. So Love the I think that's what I meant. Who knows? You know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparition. <laughs> awesome. Good talking. <laughs> yeah. Asparagus will do. Yeah.
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Nice to see you. Anyone else might uh, uh, know their hands up right now. Anybody want to? Oh, yeah, we got Gary. Hey, Gary. Unmute, unmute. There I am. Unmute. Okay. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Mike. How you doing? <laughs> Good. Um. Yeah. I'll, I'll Paul, I was just uh, just thinking about how you know in my spiritual path, it, it always seems like um like one of the things. I'm listening. I just got to open the door. Okay. One of the things was like. I had this one path where I would say, well, who would you be without that thought? And, you know, that was pretty cool. But I found I was always looking for a place to start from, like a place, you know, where you could push off from. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it always bothered me that that sometimes I had no problem, but I almost had to go looking for a problem so I could solve it and feel better. And as I listen to, I think like, no, that's that's like two steps in the wrong direction. There isn't a problem you have to find to to get started. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, like you often say, you know, the world begins with but. It's yeah. like it's another form of but it's like that there's it's unnecessary and um i don't know i just appreciate showing up here again and i don't find that in the world very many places and and i appreciate it there's some someone who speaks that language um so it's a rare and beautiful thing i really uh appreciate it and uh, that's why I come back. Thanks. Well, we appreciate you, Gary. It's been very nice to watch. And the thing is, you see, the head needs things to know itself. Yes? The head, but being doesn't. Yeah? No. Being is before knowing, in a sense. Yeah? So the head has to be remembered a lot and it needs things to get a sense of itself. Just like when I was a kid, I used to be, I try to, I would look at the sky and try to figure out if the clouds were moving. So I would compare them to a tree. And by having that solid, not moving thing, I could recognize the clouds were moving. Yeah. But without that, I wouldn't recognize it. Yeah. This place is binary. It's dualistic. Mm -hmm. So we come to know ourselves to other selves in a weird way, yeah? But the being is a different beast altogether, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't come to know. <laughs> it doesn't come to know. It's being, yeah? No beginning, no end, no middle point, no more being, less being pure being, unpure being, it's just being, yeah? Yeah? Yeah. And it, there's, there's no need yeah. for another to know it. 
It's just, we're it, yeah? So knowing comes from the old interpretive comparing to come to some kind of idea. There's no comparing being, yeah? The being we're talking about isn't the opposite or the absent or isn't the opposite of non-being. It's something, yes, nothing really, but it doesn't have a shadow, so to speak. So I don't learn about who I am by recognizing the shadow. Yes, there's just being. Mm -hmm. And so that, that knowledge that we hold so dear or the mental state does really uh, has its limits. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It can yeah. do it can do things unto a certain point, and then it's sort of like a disservice, because you keep trying to know what you already are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is why it doesn't seem available, because you want it to be available to you. I'm not talking about Gary toward you. Yeah. Yeah. So this way, when you lose interest in that you you lose interest in things being available to it. And then that which cannot be available to it yet is always available becomes obvious. Yeah, you get it? You see it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like sometimes you say, you know, a th I, I'm not sure this is right. You know a thing by its absence. So. Yes, yes, exactly. Like <laughs> gravity. Yeah. Exactly. This is the head. The head doesn't know, has no idea what the fuck's going on, really. So it sees one thing and compares itself to that and gets a weird assurance. Yeah. But in that, that policy of assurance, a lot of living's lost. Yes. So now you yeah. know. And uh, a lot of people become very uncurious, not in a healthy way. Yeah. There's Did you say uncurious? Yes, uncurious, not in okay. a healthy way. Yeah. They, okay. Okay. They just want to, you know, I'm this because that's that. Yeah. And they just stay in that dualistic mirror, so to speak. Yes. Mm -hmm. They take up a position. And, uh, yes. and then they see that position by putting everyone else in a position, just yes. like in family. So the family, when I was younger, obviously, I went off the rails and I was uh, uh, hurt a lot of people in what I was doing. Yeah. My mother and everything like that. Yeah. Mm. But so my family knew themselves by knowing me as a rascal, you know, as like the black sheep, whatever. Mm -hmm. And even though I grew out of that, they kept seeing me as that. Yeah. Because that's the knowledge that knowing me as that gave them a sense of knowing them mm -hmm. yeah yeah so they wanted right. me to be in the same position of that mirror even <laughs> though i had outgrown it yeah? yeah and then i realized it's pointless it's it's a dynamic that they need me to be the black sheep the head yeah because mm -hmm. that's how they get the sense of what they are because there's no sense of what they are it's gotten to, it's made, it's formulated, it's come to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where mm -hmm. being is not that. Being isn't in any process. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not a a non-being in a process to be. It's not happening. It just is. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we have to compare to get a sense of being what we are. We've got to look. Yeah. Yeah, Gary does. Get us as a this or that. Yeah. It's not us doing it. It's the head, obviously. Yeah. Right. Bouncing off the walls. Well, it needs that because that bounce, it's like a slinky. The slinky moves and then, yeah, it, it generates its own movement. Yeah. See your scene, see your scene, see your scene, see your scene, see your scene. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, well, well I really through it. If you, I telling you, I've had some calls this week. And people, you know, they can sp describe their situation. And I say, yeah, you're fucked completely. You know, mm -hmm. completely. There's no escape. Mm -hmm. But thank God you're not in it, really. The only thing I see value in really is not, you know, like people make a uh, vow. I'm not going to judge anymore. The whole head is based on judgment. Yeah. It's like ridiculous. No. Just see you're not that that doesn't want to judge anymore because that's only coming from that which judges. <laughs> yeah. So it's the only place that will affect all the things that come after it without changing what comes after it. There'll be a loss of interest in all that which comes after it from the before. Yeah. It doesn't, it has no drive to change it really. If it changes, okay, but it's not, that's not its crusade. It just sees things, finally. Yeah. Blue is blue and red is red. Yeah. 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 And I'll tell you, once you get the sweet taste of success, yeah, it begets more of it, mm. more gets revealed. Yeah. Mm. And then you have a basis of traveling lighter. That doesn't need to be reviewed or questioned. It's doesn't. It's not like my bike tire. I always have to check it because it loses air somehow. I'm not riding it. It just loses air, <laughs> so I have to pump it. This not, that's not the case with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it maintains itself in a way. How can you maintain a state of being? Being it. <laughs> I mean, that's how you maintain it, is being it. Well, I guess that's over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your, your, your job's description gives you a lot of free time. <laughs> so I'm the maintenance person of this thing that maintains itself. Well, you got to pick up some hobby. <laughs> job done. <laughs> Life's paying me. I'm on, I'm on the clock, so. <laughs> nice. Yes, nice, exactly, nice, yes. Very nice. All right, thanks, Gary. Thanks. Thanks, Gary. Uh, Grateful Dave is next. Grateful Dave. Hey, Paul. Uh, thanks for the talk tonight and always. Um, so I, I don't know if this is a question. It sort of answered itself as I was listening. But, you know, I was doing meditation for a long time. And uh, 
there was always this this feeling that I was the breather you know no matter how subtle I got I was always the one breathing and the other night I was listening to a uh, uh, you know kind of a non-dual guided meditation and I was being breathed for the first time ever you know if that makes any sense uh it was pretty amazing and i i just want to thank you because i don't know if i would have ever come to that uh without you and then i guess the question if there is one is you know i studied a lot of buddhism and you know i come from a theravadan school a lot um you know the the breath is the body conditioner and the breath is the mind conditioner and the mind conditions the body and 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 on and on um, how does that fit into the non-dualistic uh, framing, as you would put it, or is there any connection there, or is it just slip well, into something that could or couldn't happen in the non-dual space? Yeah, hmm. it could or couldn't happen. It doesn't change the space. Yeah, so there could be breathing with a and uh you know attempting to have a lot of things quiet and sitting there and then there can be breathing and not paying any attention to it both of them are states in non-duality are they a non-dual state well in a way but they're states in non-duality yeah so whatever you're drawn to do that allows you maybe to travel lighter because in the dreaming uh, a lot of the traveling lighter will will be things that seem to appear in the dream. So here's your your Buddhism is appearing in the dream, and it's going to be used to dream yourself out of the dreaming. And as you do, the dream will get happier. And maybe one of the parts of the dream getting happier is not relying on Buddhism so much. Yeah. <laughs> but first to arrive there, there's a reliance on Buddhism. So there was value in reliance on Buddhism and there's value in not relying on Buddhism. Yeah. Yeah. I, I You're dreaming I yourself out of the dreaming. Yeah. It's great. Okay. Yeah. I don't think anything that ever happens uh, on that level. There's no, it, it, it's all included in the final score of the game so to speak yes it's all yeah yeah like the course would say your greatest failures were your greatest successes your greatest successes were your greatest failures what yeah yeah they're trying to play with that mental logic because that's the stuff that causes us to be blind to what is really yeah we have we look through a lot of different thick mental lenses and by the time we see whatever we're looking at, that, that which we see has been completely changed <laughs> by the seeing of it, yeah? Through all those lenses. Yeah, it's just, yeah. And then you're surprised that the worst thing you ever that ever happened to you, one day is seen as the best thing that ever happened to you. Yeah? What? Did, those, did the thing change? No, the lenses got changed. Yeah. <laughs> So from one lens, that was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Now you have some new lenses. That was the best thing that ever happened to me. That's how extreme it can be. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. So one more question on that same front is, 
you know, I often in the beingness, uh, you know, the body becomes part of that being, it becomes part of the awareness. And then it's, uh, you know, I hear a lot of in non-duality, I'm not the body, but there's a definite uh, a feeling of being within the entire body. Um, you know, it's, if you say non-duality, in that there is no duality between that which is you know the ultimate and and everything else right would that come into alignment emptiness is form and form is emptiness yes Mm. yes but you see the thing is uh i am not the body is a fact the body identification claiming to be the hearer of that message goes awry. Yeah. But it's not a message to the body identification. It's a message. It's a fact. I'm not a body. Yeah. When it's when the hearer of it is the mental identification, then usually it attempts as the body to get out of the body. And it wants to be a body to recognize it when it happens. Yes. So, you know, and there's value in that. Yeah, there is. I mean, a lot of the greatest value is to watch what gets reacted when you hear something. Yeah. What comes up in your head can be quite instructive when you see it as not you. Yeah. And a lot of times without these cryptic statements or without the way it's presented, that shit will just lay in the weeds. Just fine. Yeah. But a lot of times, this is the beauty, at least in my uh, meeting non-duality, it brought out a lot of stuff that was safely hidden in the, in the weeds. Yeah. And I could finally see it from a different perch, not from the tree that it came from, but from another tree, Mm. I could see it. And there was huge value in that huge value because the way the head works is it arrives at where it always is through negation really yeah it has to just like i had to have a tree to see the clouds moves to short circuit this system we gotta confound it in a way yeah Mm. and how to confound it is you get a real sense of what you are by seeing what you're not here you do yeah would it would it be safe to say then that the body minus the body identification is pure being in an appearance yes everything is yes okay. yeah so but nothing is coming in to create nothing has been created it's like the course says the mind of man the mental condition makes shit yeah so we we're seeing appearances and taking them to be real because we're looking at from an appearance (laughs) and how Mm. we get a sense of reality is by looking at other appearances and seeing them as real. It's that same thing we've been talking about most of this meeting. Yes. I come that to the, I come to the assumption I'm real by giving reality to a lot of things around here. Yes. Mm. I don't arrive at Paul is real. I see other things as real to Paul. And there's a sort of way I, I get that credit 
and it's lent back to me, so to speak. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's always a process to come to know, but there's no process in being. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't believe the mental state can be. It can't. Yeah. It's derived, it's manufactured, it's come to, it's implied, it's assumed, but it's it's not being what it is. It there isn't one. There isn't it. There's an appearance of it, yeah? Yes. It's like the you know, the sun hits the body and casts the shadow, and yet we we live from the shadow. Yeah. And now the shadow uses that body to get reality. Yeah. So the body being a real thing gives it a reality. Yeah. This is how the head works. It just doesn't, you don't know what's going on, do you? Unless you give a name to a chair or a tree or a person or this arm or something, you have no idea what's happening. Yeah. To the head, that's very uncomfortable. It doesn't care if it's correct or not. It just wants to know. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't really care if it's correct or not. Most of it isn't. It just wants to know. It wants to believe in something so it can believe as something. Yeah. This is the beauty of non-duality. It's not about belief in a way. It's about a recognition of what's not true. Hopefully knowingly from the truth yeah what else what else could recognize what's not true yeah yeah so yeah thanks bro thanks paul thanks dave we've got deborah up now deborah Hi everyone. Thank, thank you, Paul. Um, I've always been a, a lover of Cohen's because they, when you talk, it reminds me of the Cohen's that just, it's, you know, <laughs> some of those, they're, they're kind of have a humor to them, but they, they put you in that place where, you know, whatever that is. Um, and uh, I remember one guy that was into um, Zen for a long time. He um, he said something that just popped me right into that, and that was um, eternity is not a long time. And it was just like I'd, it's so hard for me to explain, but I I got it. You know, it was like. <laughs> uh, and I, I think that's what that mental state is just always past future, which doesn't exist and uh, linear, that horizontal kind of thing, yeah. you know, going on, like um, out into this three dimensional dream or whatever. But um, I love Cohen's because they, they have that really that lightning strike type of effect. And then they also make me laugh at the, the silliness of, of um, 
how that mental state goes on and on and tries to go on, you know. Uh, yeah. And uh, I was at a monastery once and one guy said, uh, I'm not into meditation like I used to be, but he said, just don't get on the train, you know, and it was, <laughs> that was another thing that kind of really helped me. It was just like the men, mental things happen. And then when that identifying with it is, I think when I get on the train, basically, instead yeah. of just, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, and it just those things. You feel like you left the station. Right. Yeah. It's really the feeling of leaving the station is. The, the right. Level. It's even beyond that. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I really enjoy this, this talk and stuff. listening. The koan and stuff, the lightning strike is of mine, not the koan. The koan just confuses the the relative head. And then the lightning right. is of mine. Yeah. So you can get a sudden hit from what you actually are uh, right. through what you're not. Yeah. Not by what you're not. Through it. Boom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then... And then the mental state comes back to declare what it just thought it experienced, but it wasn't yeah, even there. Exactly. But now <laughs> you're not surprised by that. You've had yeah, it's just... and it's also the most important part of that understanding is to see you're not the chooser of that. You're not doing it. You don't come back and right. cure anything. That's right. that that is beyond the realm of doership yes it's just insane see because what happens if if you feel like you're doing something that seems not to be cool do you really want to see that no probably not yeah right yeah so there's a there's a cognitive dissonance where we're sitting some things the head has ideas that when more is revealed, there's going to be a lot more fucking dragged, you know, I'm going to have to <laughs> take responsibility for this and shit like that. That's the last thing I want to do. So right. it says one thing, but it doesn't have a real drive to go that direction. Like in AA, we say you have to do a fearless inventory. Self mm -hmm. cannot do a fearless inventory this idea of Paul, it will, it will live, it will act as if it doesn't know what it actually knows. Because right. it doesn't want to know that because it doesn't go along with its little plan. Yes. I, I, I've talked to a lot of people. And usually, if you ask them a simple question, what is it you know that you don't want to know? The answer is right there. Yeah. So they don't want to know that this person maybe they're involved with is batshit crazy. Why? Because they like going horizontal with her or they're afraid mm -hmm. she's got a lot of money. I don't, I don't think I'm going to have a good future. Got to hook up. You know, there's a lot of agendas right. come up. And so they're walking around talking to everyone, but they already know, but they don't want to know it. Yeah. Right. So, all right. Don't, so go ahead and do it and at least be accountable because you know that this is a stupid ass move. <laughs> well, the, the I don't is, care if you do it or not. I don't. Right. I, that brings I, up a 
I don't want you so to that, call me and talk about yeah. hours about how I had no idea. You did have an idea. You just went ahead, went for it. Yeah. Yes. So that brings up a question then. So if, if self is very self-deceptive, I guess that kind of stuff where we deceive, it deceives itself. We just have to go through with it if we thoroughly deceive ourselves, right? Well, of course, yeah, because, you know, life's going to teach you. Right. You know, in AA, we have a thing where after you're in AA for a while and you stop becoming, you know, the, uh, the saint of all the, you know, addicts and alcoholics, you see that you do people a disservice by trying to keep them from their bottom. Yeah. Right. So go ahead. It's going to be worth it, really. If they don't die, it'll be worth it because they can finally realize something. They're not realizing the easiest off the way. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Okay. I get it now. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I had it once. I had a, when I was in early recovery, I'm, there was this beautiful woman I met. She was working in this cafe where there was a good AA meeting. Then I found out she was married. So I just forgot about her. Yeah. Because that was the right thing to do. A couple months later, I'm walking in the hate. I lived in hate Ashbury, San Francisco. And she's with a friend. She sees me. She says, oh, I'm so happy to run into you. I've separated from my husband and whatever. So I'm thinking, oh, and she says, let's get together. So I'm, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. So she was a brilliant, she danced at a Brazilian nightclub. Yeah. So I went there to see her. Everyone I'm standing near is drinking and everything. And I'm newly sober. Then she tells me her husband's at the bar and that her boyfriend <laughs> is like three people away from where I'm standing. So on the hit parade, I'm like at number three. I'm thinking I was going up the charts like a rocket, but there was a husband <laughs> and a boyfriend. So I go home, but I still wanted to be with this lady. So I did an inventory as I was taught to in AA. And it was clear the inventory told me, stay away from this person. And I did it anyway. <laughs> I went for it and man, I cannot believe what a lesson I got from that one. But I learned. Yeah, I learned. I did. I learned to heed the solution I was receiving from the program or the higher power over the value of my solutions <laughs> because their solutions were working. Mine weren't. Yeah. And they weren't mine, actually, but in that level mm -hmm. of story. Yeah. Right. So this is right. what happens. So, uh, <laughs> I feel most people are just going to do whatever they're going to do. And I feel anything that ever happens, there can be value out of it. I do. I do. I believe everything can be quantified in the statement. We're dreaming ourselves out of the dreaming. And as we do, the dream will get happier. So some of it may not look good, but I truly believe you can't, you can't, like cut the whole thing into little pieces and judge it. You have to see the whole movement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel everything has, uh, everything has had value in this life. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. So I appreciate I that. Thank you. Bit, I felt there was a little bit uh, overdoing it, getting run over twice by the car. <laughs> I thought once would have been sufficient, 
but obviously life decided this guy's got a heavy head. We're going to run, run him over again. <laughs> it seemed to work. I'm here, right? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, we look at it from a lot of places here. If you want to look at it as an experience and this is a process, well, look at it as we're dreaming ourselves out of the dreaming. And as we are, the dream will get happier. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's a nice, that would be a nice theme, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, and I see that the fruits are appearing. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, it's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, chill out. No matter what happens, you're in this movement away from something. And a toward right. something else. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Then yeah. the non-duality is, hey, who is it that's moving ahead? And who is it that thinks it was behind? There's no you there. So you lose interest in all that. Yeah. You can see it in a lot of ways. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Deborah. Uh, Chris Gilmore. Yes. Oh, did you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Chris Gilmore is up. Oh, Chris Gilmore? Yeah. I haven't heard from Chris in about two years. All right. How are you, Paul? Good. (laughs) I had a question about the horse and cart thing. Um, I understand the first part of it where you got the horse before the cart, which is a mental creation and doesn't exist. But when the horse is placed in front of the cart, what exactly does that horse represent or is it even there or what is that position? What is that transcript? What is that? I, the imagery isn't important to me. It's what it implies. So the horse in front of the cart is used to imply that we're living as if the cart's in front of the horse. Yeah, just to get a sense of direction and yeah like bizarro world yeah like this so that's why i use it i don't have any deep meaning in it so there's really no so there's really no i had a kind of a an interpretation of that if that horse actually existed after the cart but it doesn't really exist because there's no such thing as a horse really anyway right yes yes okay so my interpretation was possibly that let's just say that that existed as a function of the cart. In other words, I was thinking maybe it's the same relation, and I don't know whether it's got any relevance, but the relationship between the ocean and the waves, that it's a kind of a personal expression of an impersonal. Does that make any sense at all? Yes. Well, if it makes sense to you, it makes sense. I have no idea whether it makes sense. I'm I'm just throwing it out. Yeah, this is the beauty of things. Well, for me, the horse and the cart would be the cart has no way to move itself. The horse is so the non-existent thing would be the cart and the existent thing would be the horse. Yeah. But when the cart is in front of the horse, the cart is taking the qualities of the horse to be its own. So it believes it's a self-moving cart. Yeah. Well, in fact, it's not. So the horse 
in front of the cart is sort of like uh, having existence before the non-existent thing, instead of having the non-existent thing ahead of existence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the well, sort of. So if if the if let's just say the horse in some form, it's, I'm just repeating myself. Yeah. So if if the horse as as but there's no such thing as a horse because there's no thing anyway. So the, does the heart does the does the cart represent kind of the life force, spontaneous life force, unimpeded by any no, kind of mental stuff? No, the cart the cart rep represents the action figure without that which allows it to be an action figure. You know, the existence, which would be the horse and the non-existent thing would be the cart. The horse moves the cart. In this case, the mental state says the cart has the attributes of the horse. It doesn't see, it believes the horse is, the cart is in front of the horse, yeah? But basically, existence is what moves the non-existent thing. Non-existent things don't move anything. Yes. But if okay, but if 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 reality is non-existence, shall we say, and 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 that's not been able to be experienced or whatever you want to say, by kind of like some creation, mental creation, like putting a spanner in a wheel so that they can't move. In other words, the spontaneity has been lost by the self getting involved, you know, and, and sort of getting in the way of spontaneous creation or something like that. I don't know. I guess I'm using these things in different ways than you are. Yeah, you are. So that's the, the only way I use it consistently is to explain the idea of, well, a couple of things, but the one thing of the Ramana statement, yeah, the presupposing of a non-existent thing, which would be the cart, yeah? Being what? An existent thing. That would be mistaking the cart as the horse. And then wanting to get salvation as for the cart. Yeah? Yes. So, and in another way, with the way we see things, we are based in a seeing, believing a, a place that's after is that which is before. So in other words, that's why I say the head has the cart in front of the horse. Yeah? But has there ever been a cart in front of the horse? No, but it's appearing that way. There's always the horse in front of the cart. So I'm, I'm using the imagery just to express a couple of ideas. I don't, uh, I don't go back to it to expound on it. I just use it. I don't anyway. What's speaking uses it to get something across. As soon as I feel like it's gotten across, that's its point. Yeah. Yeah, I get, I get the general idea of what you're saying. So it doesn't really matter. One quick other thing. I wanted to know about responsibility because you mentioned the other day about this kid got drunk and killed his two cousins. Yes. And I'm just wondering where the element of personal responsibility comes in there. I mean, if the idea is that nothing, we, nobody does anything and like, I mean, I think you've That's already- the idea, but I'm from the mental condition, the mental condition, is completely in the belief that it's the doer or you're the doer <laughs> yes so if there hasn't been if uh 
yet that could be used to bring you to a realization you're not that mental idea. But I would I was sensing what that person could go through based on thinking he did it. He killed his cousins because he was the driver and shit. Yes. The head would have a field day with that. Yeah. And if there's no recognition, uh, it's almost better to go through with it than try to use some pseudo philosophy to seemingly try to get out of it <laughs> by saying, I'm not the person who, who is the driver. You know, it's probably not going to gain much traction. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel in this, in the dreaming, the sense of the sense of being the doer of what comes through you is probably the mental state's most reliant idea. It relies on that to give it the meaning that this is my life. Yeah. Because what would happen if, if you weren't the doer, whose life would it be anyway? Yeah. So it's a huge cog in the story of the long lasting independent separate thing, the doer. Yeah. And I remember when I went to see Ramesh, all the possibilities, he basically focused on the personal doership. That's what all his talks were about. So he would say, hey, why don't you go back to your hotel, pick something during the day that you think you did, and look at how many things had to happen for you to be able to do that. Yes. So this, he was just trying to weaken the sense of personal doership because I felt he saw the value in the mental uh, machinery that's given to this doer. And in recovery, I see it quite a lot because most people, it's not, it's not uh, a far off idea that you've been possessed by something when you're under the influence, that you're dancing with a gorilla or a demonic possession. So you would think it would be easy to get to the point that those things that you did, you were not the doer of. Yeah. But the, the stubbornness of that belief is pretty damn strong that it can work after 34 years of sobriety. People are still dragging guilt and shame. The heads are out of that 35 year ago behavior. Yeah. So yes. So the, I, I don't know where I went with that, but that's the idea of doer. When I was talking about the kids. Yeah. Because obviously that's where the head would go. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. But he's still going to have to be responsible for what he did. Right. Well, yes, of course. Of course he is as the action figure for sure. Yeah. But see, uh, you can be accountable as an action figure and not responsible as whatever. Uh, uh, there's relief there, a lot of relief. Instead of being responsible as the action figure and then calling all of you the action figure <laughs> and then being completely responsible. That's, uh, yeah, that's a lot of weight. So, yeah. But he yeah. did it. Sorry, sorry, Paul, but he did it. He wasn't made to do it. I mean, it wasn't like impersonal force. I, maybe I'm not understanding what you're saying, but I mean. Oh, yeah, no, there was no, there's no, he did it. Yeah, there was a doing of it, yeah. 
but it wasn't him doing it. In the story, it looks like he did it, yeah? But there was a doing of it, yeah? And in the story, he's guilty from most people's point of view because he was the driver, he'd been drinking, therefore he veered into the other, it was him all along, veered into the other lane, caused the accident and his two cousins dead, yes. In this mental court, he's convicted all the way. Yet, I don't believe there's a doer. I don't believe there's an individual thing before doing that chooses what to do and what not to do. I don't believe that. Yeah, that's not my feeling around it. So, yes. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. And we have Mandy. Most of the stuff that we say, we're trying to get to another point. Yeah. So to talk about a situation that seems terrible and it becomes like a vice-like situation is because of the stubbornness of the belief that you're the doer. Yeah. I understand. That's what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in the car accident that much. I am, you know, but I'm interested in what can be shown in those examples. Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of ways, the satsang, uh, the end justifies the means. Yeah. You're attempting to just evoke an imagery that there's value there. It's like a, like it's like feeling something in, instead of feeling it through a jacket and a sweater and a shirt, you go right to the skin. Yes. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Who's this, Mandy? Yeah. Hi, Paul. I was wondering, in um, the non-dual state, how is intimate relationships affected as far as like love and passion goes with your partner? Well, first of all, anything and everything goes in the non-dual state. Yeah, because the non-dual state is the context of the content. Whatever that content may be, it's held by everywhere, let's say. Nowhere, everywhere. Now, uh, <laughs> its effect on what I would call my, as an action figure's relationship, I don't know how what I can say about that. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, I feel it, uh, if there's one knot that precedes all the other knots, and there's a thread that runs through that first knot through all the other knots, and if you release or relieve the first knot, you may see its effects on all the other knots. I would see it that way, yeah? So, through non-duality allowed, uh, in a weird way, 
I'm more of an individual when I'm not an individual. Yeah. And I could see uh, my relationship not as me and her, but as us. Yes. And that Amelia and I have are playing a role in a bigger component called us. Yes. And that has done a, a, a load of good to weaken the old uh, perspective of you and I. Yes. Yes. So it's been uh, the magic elixir, I feel, this idea of us. Yes. Oh, yeah. thank you. I, yeah, I was feeling some kind of like resistance there, like I was going to be missing out, you know, on passion and, um, you know, in that state. No, no, no you're more, uh, you know, a lot of there's the mental state is an inhibitor a lot. Yeah, it muffles a lot of stuff that could be coming in and triggering a lot. I mean, it muffles a huge amount. It's an inhibitor factor. So you feel a huge amount more all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're on all the time. Sleeping, dreaming, awake, all the time. You're, you're never not here. You're always here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you live the life where that which was the hit inhibiting factor promised you, I'll protect you from a lot of unseen feelings and thoughts and shit like that. It's way of doing that is muting a lot of you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like if, if something came through one window and was a problem, what it does is shut down all the windows. Yes, it's a very, it's not very like specific. Uh, it's sort of like the thing where people ask me a lot. Uh, I'm worried about trusting people because I may be taken advantage of. Uh, you probably will, but I'd rather trust and get taken advantage of occasionally than not trust and not feel anything. You know what I mean? I just don't see mm -hmm. that as a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yes, I don't, uh, it hasn't, I think it really amplifies a lot more than mutes it. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. It just weakens the idea it's you. It doesn't weaken what comes after that. Yeah, it weakens actually the meaning that's given to it. But what comes after it comes after it. Yeah, you experience a lot. But it weakens. Uh, oh, this whole little mental game of, of giving meaning and shifting meaning. Yes. Through this word my and stuff, it changes that a lot. It's really the essence of traveling lighter that we speak of. Really. Yeah. Hmm. Like if you listen to these chimes, there's a note that doesn't go off. It just, it's got a one line. It, it's even when it's not getting hit, it just keeps going. That's pretty cool. I think you add a lot of tales to the comets of your life. 
I do. Yeah. I mean, that that note being played out by the chime is like a fucking toboggan run. It's like a ski jump. It's fucking awesome. Seriously. <laughs> I could just go. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you're busy and looking for specific things, you're never going to take that ride. You're too busy on this ride all the time. Yeah. So if you, you know, I wish I could explain or try to express what it's like just to be somewhat free from the bondage of self. It's uh, if you could bottle it and offer it, yeah, you would never ever have to discount it. People would pay astronomical uh, costs for it. Yeah, because it's always giving, yet you can't accumulate it. Yeah, I hear tons of beauty, but I don't capture it. Yeah. I see unbelievable stuff. I don't write it down. I don't try to tell someone else because, you know, it just comes and goes. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Not everything that comes needs to be grasped. Yeah. There's the beauty in its going, too. Yeah. So. Yes. All right. You want to end tonight now? You want to end now? Yeah, there's another hands up. All right. Great. I'm so happy we get together. This is a magic little potion gets sort of concocted here. Yeah. Drink up. Literally, drink up. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, let's say uh, thanks, Mike, for everything. It's almost as if you're right around the corner. Yeah. And also, by the way, I'm pretty sure in late June, I'm going to be back east for a few days doing live talks in uh, Dover and other places, New York and stuff. So we'll have it posted when we set it up. We may even go see Jacket and uh, take a couple of days and go to the uh, Cape. Mm. I hate that time in the summer. I'm afraid with all the people there. I may have to take a helicopter ride and get dropped off. Yes. All right. So, yeah. So, uh, just keep you if you're interested in, you know, live is good. Live is a good way to, uh, you know, entertain the message. So, all right, we got Judith and Kerry, our Hawaii contingent. Yes, yeah. They don't. They only have one vote in the uh, Senate, but they have a lot of sway. Yeah, yes, yes. nice to see both of you. All right, and we got the apparition and then the other apparition. Apparition number one and apparition number two. Dinkum. <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen, nice to see you, Kathleen. You Thank you, have, Paul. You always have such a 
You look like the Cheshire cat that ate the canary. It's very nice. <laughs> because I'm listening to you, that's why. There you go. We got Bill C, Mr. Churchman. Nice to see you, man. Gary, as always. Gary, Thanks you're again, very, very Paul. Serial, Gary. We got to sort of put some anchors around your ankles, keep you here. Yeah. Got to eat a little more. Eat some farinac muck. I think I got plenty of weight that way. Some glutinous. <laughs> eat some glutinous. <laughs> we want you around here. All right. We got a new, as always, Clifford, our man in Chiang Mai. Nice to see you, Clifford. We got Chris. Chris is not in front of the little heaven's door for only thin people. All right, we got John Ah. John Ah from uh, the Byron Bay area. Yes. Hey, Paul. Thank you, mate. It's just lovely today. Really good. It's like surfing coming here. You get on that wave, and it's just two hours of surfing. Thank you for all the effort yes. you put in. Really yes. beautiful. Yes. And the boards are free. It's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. We got Jack G. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. Nice to see you, Jack. There's Michelle. Pleasure to meet you, Michelle. Hope to see you again. Absolutely. I'm so, I can't believe I waited too long to do this. Thank you. Uh, you, you haven't mm -hmm. missed anything anyway. We got Deborah. <laughs> Deborah B, our Koan master. Our Koan mistress. We got John W. Another ASEAN. Yes. Yes. We got Anish. Anish is sort of, yeah, we can't pry him away now. He's stuck to us. Yes. That's good, Anish. Yeah, very good, actually. We got Stefan on having never left, as always. Grateful Dave. Pleasure. Yeah. Angie, as always. Susanna, fantastic. Yes. Yeah. We got uh oh David now in now at in-laws. <laughs> we used to have a little joke about uh when the mothership arrives, you better walk around it and make sure it's not the mother in law ship. Yeah. I need to change. <laughs> I need to change that. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm gratefully home now. I'm. I'm no longer at. The there you go. There you go. <laughs> nice to see you, Paul. Hey. God, Mandy. Thank you, Mandy. Yes. Yes. Kenneth, Lucas, Susan, Alan. Uh, let's see. Where are the other rude awakening people? I think that's it, right? Uh, some phone numbers. JP, hey, JP, thank you for your generous donation. I will spend it very wisely, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth from Toronto. No, Vancouver now. All right, I think that's it. Hey, thanks for having us. I'll see each other soon. We'll be here Saturday, 1 o'clock Pacific time, live in Zoom. And uh, yeah, I'll be here tomorrow for recovery, 10.30 a.m. Pacific time. All on the Zen Bitch Slap event page. Adios, see you. Thank Adios. you, good night. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.